Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. My name is Vince Leo. I'm the author of the film review website, Quipster.net. I invite you to check out over 4,000 of my written reviews. You can read there anytime. Quipster.net is where to go. Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. I also want to give a plug to my other podcast. It's called Around the World in 80s Movies, covering, of course, films of the 1980s. Some of that knowledge will come into play as I review the film for this episode here. You can also find links to everything, including my Twitter feed and Facebook page, at my website, quipster.net. Today I'm going to be looking at the latest film from Jordan Peele. It's his sophomore effort. His first film, Get Out, was met with a lot of critical acclaim, as well as a big commercial success for him. The even more simply titled Us is his follow-up effort, It is also an R-rated film. It does have violence, terror, and language. The runtime is an hour and 56 minutes. Lupita Nyong'o is the main star. Winston Duke, Shahadi Wright-Joseph, Evan Alex, Elizabeth Moss, and Tim Heidecker are also in the film. Jordan Peele directs and writes the screenplay. As far as what the film is about, we start off the movie with a young girl who's living in the coastal California town of Santa Cruz back in 1986. Her name is Adelaide. She walked away from her parents while they were at this beach boardwalk amusement park into this seemingly empty funhouse, this house of mirrors, and she saw something that would negatively affect her the rest of her life. We don't get to see it at the time. We get it in a flashback later. We flash forward, though, to today, and Adelaide is now married. She has two kids. She has a husband named Gabe, and Gabe has a yen to visit Santa Cruz for their family vacation. He doesn't apparently know, she's not told him about her deep-seated fear of her experience there as a child. Despite her qualms, she does eventually consent to go with Gabe, and while things appear harmless, she still has a bad feeling about it, enough to make her want to get out of the place. However, her feeling would turn out to have merit. They are soon visited in their home by another family of four that looks just like them, except that they mostly can't speak well. They're dressed all in red, and they appear to be very ominous. And the house soon becomes under siege by these doppelgangers, and it results in a battle for survival, a battle for continued existence, really, between the Wilsons, the good family, so to speak, and the others. So much more to the story than that, but that's the basic setup Now, Us explores the eerie nature of, as you guessed, Us, in which our greatest enemy happens to be the darker side that exists within all of us that we try to keep buried down deep inside. In the film, they're called the Tethered, as they exist beneath the surface, but they're a group of people who seem to be not allowed to grow or prosper like our more adjusted selves. They are the shadows that we try not to allow to come to light so that we can bask in that glory of the light. Although she may be maybe a tad too young to be as old as her Adelaide was meant to be in 1986, Us features a very strong central two performances, really, by Lupita Nyong'o. She has a dual role here, of course, as Adelaide, as well as Red, which is the name that the credits give to her 
less adjusted self. Winston Duke, in support, performs very well as Gabe, her husband, especially in the comedy. Although it's interesting to note that the way he's made up, especially with his eyeglasses, makes him kind of a doppelganger for Jordan Peele himself for this film. Also interesting to see Elizabeth Moss in a supporting role. She had played in another terrific doppelganger movie just five years before called The One I Love. That's another movie that I highly recommend if you like what you see here. In another aspect, I guess, if you were going to get deeper into this film than just a straight-up horror movie, Us could be seen thematically to represent that similar namesake, the U.S., hence the title Us. In fact, when the tethered are asked what they are, the response that they give is, we're Americans. Another clue as to what Peel is striving for here, the film starts significantly in 1986, just on the verge of the unifying event called Hands Across America, in which Americans from all regions and ways of life were all united by holding hands with their neighbors to form a single entity as part of our solidarity. And kind of this fundraising event here. That's a far cry from the United States that we know today, We today are more of a fragmented society who only identify with our own tribe. We are interconnected with all of the other tribes through something called, you know, the internet. But that connection does reveal our darker selves, that tribalism as well. But those darker selves are the ones that lie in the shadows that can say how we feel deep inside on the internet without much fear of the kind of repercussion that we might get in the society that exists if we were to say them more personally, in person. And we're rapidly being consumed by our own darker nature, our fear of others, our disconnect with our neighbors, our shock at the decrepit nature of our darker selves. Sometimes we just scare ourselves with what we might be thinking about other people out there. Our country was once unified to a certain extent, but now it's almost as if we've been invaded from within. Our hands that were once held to our neighbors to show our unity in Hands Across America is now one that seems to be meant to form a barrier. Of course, barriers being a very hot topic in the world of politics today. The rabbit symbolism, there are many rabbits shown within this film. I'm a rabbit owner, I have to say, and I love my rabbit, but rabbits have a unique quality among pets. They are cuddly without being something that you want to cuddle. You want to embrace them, but they're nervous. They're not easily embraced. They're very uncomfortable being picked up. And if you do pick them up, sometimes they struggle and might even end up hurting you as a result. Many people who own bunnies also feel kind of badly that they have to keep them confined in cages if they have an apartment, partially due to the fact that rabbits are likely going to destroy something valuable, maybe even including themselves if they start chewing on electric cables and whatnot, if they're given free reign of the home. And so too, I guess you could draw the parallels to the tethered, the part of us that we keep locked inside, who naturally can't be embraced because that's really not part of their nature to be embracing. And we don't feel badly knowing they're confined because we don't really know that they exist or we don't want to acknowledge it. And even if they do make their presence known, we're more disturbed by that existence than their confinement. Easter eggs abound within us. From the Thriller t-shirt in which the darker side of Michael Jackson comes out for a bit in that famous video, but somehow that darker side still knows all of Michael Jackson's moves. Actually ties in pretty well with what we see in this film. 
We get the location of Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz famously where the Lost Boys was being shot during the 1986 setting. There's even a reference to that in the film. You have VHS tapes that abound, one being The Man with Two Brains. That film had someone else's mind sharing the same space within another's body. It even references the Bible. There's a homeless man that holds a sign that reads Jeremiah 11.11. And if you don't want to actually just look it up, I'll just read it to you. Uh, The King James Version says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will bring evil upon them, which they shall not be able to escape. And though they shall cry unto me, I will not hearken unto them. That fits in with the ominous nature of what we're seeing in the film. And also notably... 1111 happens to be the time on the clock when the darkness begins to take over within the film. And 1111, if you think about that on a digital clock, it's a time that further represents the mirror duality that is the main thrust of us. The entire film is really a meta-reference excursion into many of the things that unnerved its author, Jordan Peele, over the years, especially in terms of the films that he found scary. Peele included a 10-film homework assignment, included such classics like The Shining and Funny Games and newer films like It Follows and The Babadook and A Tale of Two Sisters for his main actors to watch before they played their roles. That was meant to give them the vibe of the paranoia horror thriller that he was trying to achieve with us. As far as the film goes, I'm of two minds when it comes to us. I appreciate this social commentary, especially as it relates to our class-based dual system of lifestyles that we have between the haves and the have-nots within American society. And I also like the way that Jordan Peele deliberately brings that aspect to his horror films. It's a very well-thought-out horror film, but I also feel that as a horror film, if you're just going to take this purely by genre, I think there it's kind of a mixed bag when it comes to whether it has adequate scares or tightly edited suspense. There are moments, to be sure, but And it is effective in spots, but I think if you take the film more at face value, instead of trying to continuously read the subtext, it starts to reveal an uneven experience that benefits more from its comic relief than it does its explorations into terror. Invasion of the Body Snatchers from the 1950s, to which this film obviously pays some sort of homage, that was also a reflection on society that struck at a certain uncomfortable nerve for audiences within the 1950s. But us, while it is equally relevant to our times, it doesn't really have that same holding power to grip you in its terror and horror and eeriness. And even though it has some of those things, it still results in an effort that is peppered with some brilliance. Jordan Peele is a pretty brilliant guy, but the conceptual elements don't quite mesh as well with the basic narrative in a way that isn't persistently pointing out that relevance. So... As a follow-up to Get Out, I don't think it's as good as Get Out, but most horror films aren't, so that's kind of a high bar to try to scale over. But I still recommend Us for the things that it does well, enough to give it three stars out of four. Three stars on my scale means that I do recommend it for people who like this kind of movie. If you're a big fan of Jordan Peele, if you like your eerie Twilight Zone-ish horror and aren't necessarily somebody who wants to be scared the whole time when they watch a horror film, I think you're going to get enough mileage out of us to find it time well spent. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you have your own thoughts on us, you can find my contact information at my website. That's at quipster.net. Just remember that quipster is spelled with a W. And until next time, thanks everyone and enjoy your time. Anytime you get to go to the movies. (laughs) 